We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu fresh, two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their hamburger even won the Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. Everybody wants to get in on this. These guys take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics or hormones. So head to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DNVR10 for 10 percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Haveley and Blaze Hunter once again. As we got another snake draft coming at you. This one, we're going for the best teams in the NHL since the 2005 lockout. Uh, things get a little wonky if you go before the 2005 <laughs> lockout. He says wonky, and it's really just Rudo and I were children. Yeah, well, not only were we children, so, like, we didn't live through those eras and don't have, like, direct connections, but also, if you go before, especially before the 90s, you end up with a bunch of, like, dynasty-level teams Yeah, that it's like, I guess you just pick four years of the Oilers and then four years of the Islanders, and that's, like, half of our draft, so... <laughs> So we didn't we didn't want to do too much of that. So we're going after the uh, the lockout maybe, first. Maybe that'll be thousands. Tomorrow's snake draft will do eras. <laughs> there you go. Like, eras. like the the Sackic Forsberg abs, the the Iserman Fedorov Red oh, Wings, yeah. the uh, the the Datsuk Zetterberg Red Wings, the. <laughs> Uh, the Crosby Malkin Penguins, the Yager Mario. Yeah. Thank you. I'm like, what's the other superstar's name? <laughs> the yeah, the Yager Lemieux Penguins and the the Gretzky Oilers. Um, those 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 dynasty teams. You know, the Mike Bossy Islanders. That could be fun. We could do dynasties. 
that would be an interesting one. Um, but today we're focusing on the best team since 2005. So going to be interesting. I, I'm curious to see where you guys rank some of these teams. If anyone wants to get a little bit creative or if you're going to be boring like me and just pick a bunch of Stanley Cup winners. But so far, my list is teams that have won the Stanley Cup. I imagine we will take the from each other and we'll have to start digging into the bag of tricks. (laughs) I mean, it's hard, right? Because that's like what everyone's shooting for. Like, how can you be like, well, this team's the best team of that year? I guess if you have a really good regular season, just, you know, basically shit the bed in the playoffs, then. 13 then 14 avalanche well and that's <laughs> yeah. where that's where the conversation about the 1819 tampa bay lightning is going to be interesting yep they, over 82 games they have the best regular season that we've we've seen uh they won 62 games they went 62 16 and 4 yeah that's yeah. insanity and then got swept in the first round yep <laughs> and then won zero games in the playoffs <laughs> So how do you balance all that? <laughs> all right. You know? Uh, okay. Are we ready to get into it? I don't even know who's drafting first. Okay, apparently oh. I'm drafting first. Let's go. All right. So I I struggled with my first, which one I was going to put at the top. But ultimately, I'm going with the 1920 Tampa Bay Lightning. Not la- not this current one, but their first cup of these two. You said you said nineteen twenty, and I was like, bro, we said nothing before two thousand five. <laughs> the nineteen nineteen Montreal yeah. Canadiens. I was like, I was like, what the hell, bro? We just laid out the rules, you cheetah. Um, the Lightning were a team back then. All right. I, look, I think this is the best iteration of the team for a couple of reasons. One, unlike the year before, they didn't get eliminated in the first round. They managed to do the thing. Two, in the regular season, you got to see a significant amount of Kucherov and Stamkos both playing on the team at the same time. Although Stamkos was injured during the playoffs and the second half of the season, uh, they still managed to win the cup. Stam Close played, I think, a grand total of three minutes in those playoffs. <laughs> he scored a goal in those three minutes, but uh, but that's all that he played. Um, obviously, Vasilevsky cementing himself as perhaps the best goaltender in the league in those playoffs as well. Um, th- that team is just absolutely monstrous. It's it's a team that's been trying to get over the hump for a while at that point, and they were just too good to to not take as my first overall pick, basically. Left them speechless. No, no issues with um, like a a good but not great regular season. I no, I I guess I should I should say from the jump a lot of the teams I targeted. The tiebreaker for me came down to to playoff performance. Yeah, Kucherov did have a like monstrous year though during the regular season, and he won the heart seventy games. Yeah, yeah. Which, because let's face it, these Tampa Bay teams, especially these that year, intentionally coasted during the regular season. There was an in- intent to the way they played, and they didn't go full bore for the entire regular season. Yeah, like that team, they played 70 games, and they went 43-21-6. Yep. And uh, they just 
smoked everyone in the playoffs, didn't they? They like it wasn't even close for any of those yeah. games. Yeah, I think only like Dallas took him to six in the cup finals, right? And that was about yeah. it. They swept Columbus with that five overtime game. <laughs> yeah, they went four. They went four one four one four two four two. It's pretty yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty comfortable for them throughout uh, throughout the after after they got through the five overtime game. Which was really like the hump that they, they had to pretty bust much through. Laid their demon in that game, yeah, yeah, and that's kind of a common theme that you'll see throughout a lot of cup winners, man. Is that they there's one really big roadblock that they, that gets dropped in their way, and it's like, all right, do they got it or not? Yep. I'm sure they, we'll we'll talk about a few more of those in this draft, but <laughs> yeah, that Tampa team is is the best one of the. Are we calling this the modern era? I guess the post-lockout era. Yeah, we'll call it post-lockout era. I always have a hard time calling it, like, modern. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, 2003 when I was in high school, not modern at all, you know. <laughs> right. So it's after, it's after they got rid of the, like, uh, two-line pass rule and, you know, all yep. that nonsense. The really end was. of the dead puck era. Oh. It was yeah. nonsense, man. The two line, the, that that rule, the the two line. Yeah, hated that. You hate first offense. thing I turned. The first thing I turned off in every video game. Nope, not doing yeah. that. I'm firing outlet passes wherever I want. <laughs> New Jersey and the trap system. They were oh. so good at it. Oh my god, it was so boring to watch. It would be interesting to see how well that would hold up now with uh with with teams trying to stretch teams out a little bit more. Well, you'd have to introduce the two-line pass rule again, right, to make it work. Like, no, I'm saying I want to see how those I want to see how those Jersey teams defend now. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Did they trap at the blue line instead? I guess. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, AJ, you have the second pick in this one. Uh, okay, uh, I am going with 2015-16 Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, this was the first of their back-to-backs, and I just thought that this was, I mean, this was a, a, their, their penalty kill was good, their power play was okay, but this was a team that just found a way to get the job done. Like, they had a 104-point regular season, very good regular season. Um, they weren't even close to first place in their division because that was during the that Caps run where the Caps just went off uh, in the regular seasons. But what I think was most impressive was their playoff road was not easy. Not at all. They went through, I mean, in the first round, they went through the New York Rangers and you remember the, I mean, we forget now because the Rangers have been rebuilding for the last few years, but those Rangers teams were an absolute pain in the ass in them, in that, that the whole middle of the, the of the 2010s, yep. the Rangers were just, they were such a hard out for everybody. Good defensively, good goaltending. Ugh, they were just, they were brutal and Pittsburgh went 4-1 on them. And then they went against that Caps team, that 2016 Caps team that 
had a 120 point season and won 56 games and went 4-2 on them. So now they've gone through two of the best teams in the East already and they turn around and they have to take on Tampa Bay in the conference finals. And now they did not it wasn't like they housed Tampa Bay. Uh they they got through it in 7 games and there were a lot of close games. It they had two overtime they had two overtime games uh two one goal two regulation one goal games very close series the 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 largest discrepancy on the scoreboard was a 5-2 game in game 6. So yeah. and even even that was a little that was a that was a uh that was a 3-2 game halfway through the third period. So even that one was was a close game but got through got through in 7 and then smoked San Jose in the finals 4-2. Which did not, if you guys remember watching that one, did not feel like a four two series. It was never close. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, just look at their lineup, right? Obviously, everyone knows Crosby and Malkin as their one two, but yeah, but the, their lineup at that time also had Phil Kessel, uh, super strong. They had uh, Chris Letang as a healthy player that year. Yeah. Um, who and, guess what? When he's healthy, point per game guy. Yep, <laughs> was a monster, and then. Patrick Hornquist was still young enough that he could be an effective player as well. And even their veterans and, and guys like Benino, Kunitz, and Cullen were were effective producers for them. So, Yeah, I mean, when you're rocking Crosby, Kessel, Malkin, Hornquist, and Kunitz as five of your top six, yep. you're doing just fine. <laughs> Feeling pretty good. Would you say the Penguins are a dynasty of the modern era? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have I think right so. Now. With them in Chicago, right? Or the closest. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tampa is like right on the verge of it as well. So. Oh, I think I think Tampa Bay is should. I think Tampa Bay belongs because, like Tampa Bay, if you go and look at their seasons, like that's an organization that they get deep. It's not. It's not like they just get smoked. You know. Okay. Well, they have great regular seasons and they're out in round one or two. You know they they have done a great job throughout their time. I mean, they, you know, they, they lost like the cup finals in, in 2015. And then they were in the conference finals and then they lost, uh, and then they missed the postseason entirely because that's the NHL and then conference finals. And then that great, that unbelievable team that got swept. And then they won two Stanley cups in a row, like over the last 10 years, like they've, Look, they 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 have two first round losses and a missed postseason, but two d- d- three cup finals, two of which they won, and two conference finals. There's a lot of hockey to be played. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I hard to argue against that for sure. <laughs> That's certainly an interesting topic to get into dynasties and eras tomorrow, yeah. perhaps. But, um. For now, Blaze, your first round pick is up. Yes, this one's kind of hard. So, like, luckily this is a snake draft. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with this one, and I'm just gonna live with it. I'm gonna go with the uh, let's see, eleven, twelve Kings. Ugh. Yeah, not yeah, not my favorite team but in the world. So, oh, but like such a great story, right? Like not having the greatest of seasons that year. Um, 
but then come into the playoffs as the eighth seed in the West and not just hang with teams, blow every team out of the water on their way to the Stanley Cup. I think, uh, let's see, they went Canucks 4-1, Blues. Yeah, and that was a – that 4-1 that series was, was really, really close. Yeah. But still, they pulled it out. Uh, they swept the Blues. I don't know. Do, do we know what that feels like? Do the Avs know what that feels like? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're finding a lot of Blues on the wrong end of some things. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think anyone's picking Blues teams in this draft. <laughs> the craziest thing about that – that year was the Western Conference Finals. Who was the team that they played in the Western Conference Finals that year? Phoenix. Phoenix. The Yotes in the Western Conference Finals. They got smoked. 4-1. And then Yeah, they- I mean, again, a, clo- the, a closer series than it looked on paper because yeah. um, a 2-1, game three was a 2-1 game for the Kings, and game five was an overtime win. Yep. So those are, those are coin flip games that very like could have absolutely gone a different way and it, it's funny too is like dustin bufflin was or not bufflin brown was like just a monster that yeah. year as well played out of his mind yeah. in the playoffs especially but yeah. and it, it's not like they still had their their superstars that were more in their prime too like kopitar uh, yep. Dowdy was Dowdy. just coming into his his own a little bit at that point. Well, yeah, and then Dowdy, they had the Dowdy was leading like in points, I think, during the playoffs that year, or like was second or third or something along those lines. They also had the Flyers castoffs. They had both Mike Richards and Jeff Carter before they smashed into the di- different walls. Yep. <laughs> you know, ju- they had J- Justin Williams um, hanging around. Like that was yep. that was a really like that was the team that you looked at and you were like. How did you guys like sneak into the postseason? <laughs> I mean, they barely did. So, yeah. I mean, they... them or Cal- I think it was Calgary, right? Yeah, yeah. Calgary was the other team that was right on the bubble there. They Let's certainly see. embodied the if you're in the playoffs, you got a chance as well. Yeah, the Flames were the ninth seed. Yeah, five points back. So, I guess it wasn't yeah. super close. Too close, yeah. But. Anyway. All right. Before we get to Blaze's fourth pick, Breckenridge Brewery. Thinking about that Kings team definitely makes me want to drink. So, <laughs> hit like a, a cup that everybody remembers, but not fondly. Uh, yep. Yeah. Unless you're a Kings fan, basically. <laughs> yeah. You're a Kings fan. It's the greatest thing ever. Uh, hit up your local liquor store. Get yourself some Breck Brew or some good company hard seltzer. Both are absolutely delicious i love their beer so be sure to check them out you can also get them on tap down at the dnvr bar they're great we love them go get them and then hit up ball arena maybe you need a little bit of a uh, beer spending cash ball arena is currently hiring for their plant in golden you can text golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com either way you can get yourself an application and hooked up with them they're a really good employer they give you a living wage they give you decent Benefits, all of those types of things that, you know, good employers should give their employees generally like that. They do a bunch of cool stuff as well beyond just making cans and the like. They also are in the aerospace industry and and a bunch of other stuff as well. So be sure to check them out today. Get yourself some spending cash so you can buy a membership to the DNBR. 
the annual membership right now gets you a bunch of bonuses, whether it be big beers at the bar, access to the DNVR lounge, obviously access to all of our content, a bunch of other stuff as well. So check us out. Consider giving a membership, help supporting us and, and all of our cool content. Buy a couple shirts from this guy down here. Him and D-Line make all of our awesome shirts. So do it. I don't know. <laughs> I I haven't. We gotta we gotta figure out which shirts we're coming out with next season. I guess we'll we'll play it by ear a little bit. But you're so glad all those three headed monster ones are good to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, was, that would have been such mm, a bummer. I was like, back, man, between been lame, yeah, three headed monster and man rocket. Like, come on. I've uh, I've been talking to Eric about a few ideas that I have had. Um, <laughs> they might have to be released under D line and not DNBR because one of them's like right on the border of like i think people will love it but it might also be disparaging for one person on the team <laughs> all right that's all i'm gonna say so if you're into that keep your eyes peeled on the d lines products as well. Uh, well, well we'll talk we'll talk we'll talk we'll yeah, you know we'll, obviously we'll share we'll it a little see. more about this <laughs> who knows who knows when it comes up second period of the dnvr avalanche podcast Blaze, your second round pick. Yes. All right. This is the one that I was like teetering on. But the whole reason that this one's going second is because AJ picked the Penguins, the 15-16 Penguins. I'm taking the 16-17 Penguins, the back-to-back year, right? So like that, again, uh, that year was awesome. Another uh, heavy, heavy Washington Capitals team. I think they won the President's Trophy that year. And then the Penguins came out and just stomped them in the well they didn't really stomp that actually was a really good series i believe that was a seven game series that was just a hard fought game which you you love to see right that was like the era of uh sydney and ovechkin just you know there was like dirty shots being taken at each other all the time um and just there was like some who's gonna be the best player of this era type stuff going on kind of that was part of that was actually a 3-1 series lead for pittsburgh that they very nearly coughed up. <laughs> uh, the other, the other reason that I like this team too is uh, Gensel shows up that year. Is <clears throat> that his rookie year? Um, I think so. Yeah, I believe he, it was. Yeah, because he wasn't on the fifteen sixteen team. Yeah, yeah but he uh, he played for my uncle at at Omaha, and he was talking about how good this kid was, and then you know just splashed onto the onto the scene and just made a immediate impact i believe he was like in the top scoring during the playoffs so he actually led the pens in scoring in that washington series yeah yeah so fun team yep malkin obviously awesome yeah yeah the, they've had that one-two punch of Crosby and Malkin forever, and that alone, those two alone, should put them in contention just about every year, basically, right? So, yeah. when you add the pieces like you mentioned of Gensel, and I think Brian Rust was starting to come up at that point as well. Yeah, they're scary. Ke- Kessel was still on the team, and he was yeah. producing. I mean, I think he had like 24, 23 points during the playoffs. So, that was Connor Sherry's fifty-three point season. There's another one. Yeah, you know, Justin Schultz had 51 points for that team. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, they were putting up crazy numbers. The team was putting up crazy numbers. Yeah. All right, AJ. Oh yeah, I have to draft a team. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of your job. Uh, right. 
My bad. Um, all right. Well, I'm I'm staying in Pittsburgh. Going with the third, just so yep. I don't get a Penguins team. That yep. is a conspiracy against <laughs> yep. me here. Wow. Your love of triangles, and we said not today, sir. <laughs> so I'm going. I'm going with the 0809 pens. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah, I. This is almost entirely for me about their playoff route because that was a that was a like. They'd never done it before, okay? Um, Their regular season scoring disparity was insane, by the way. If you go and you look at that roster, Evgeny Malkin had 113 points. Sidney Crosby had 103 points. Anybody want to guess what their third highest scorer, who was Jordan Stahl, had that year? I just (laughs) looked it up, so. I haven't looked. Like 26. Uh, 49. Oh, that's a lot, though. That's still good. Yeah, it was, a, it was a 54-point disparity between second and third. Wow, their fourth wow. scorer was Peter Sikora. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Miroslav Shatan at age 34 <laughs> was their sixth highest scorer with 36 points. That was not supposed to be a cup team. That was like, hey, we've got some old guys that were so – we've got the kids – Obviously, one, two, th- one, two, three down the middle. These guys are great. These guys are these guys are going to be able to take us places someday. And then Chris Letang, obviously, as a twenty-one-year-old, like that was that was straight up. The kids did something special because you look at even in that postseason, Evgeny Malkin thirty-six points, Sidney Crosby thirty-one, Bill Guerin. <laughs> <laughs> 15 points as their next highest scorer. And then Ruslan Fedotenko and Sergei Gonchar. This is Jesus. this was not supposed to be a cup team, but they did something special in the postseason. And their route, I love the route that they took because it was 4-2 over Philadelphia, who is their main rival, like their blood rival. And then 4-3 over Washington, who, as we know, would go on to become like the the generation defining rivalry of Pittsburgh versus Washington. Yep. And then Carolina somehow got there and got dismissed. And then they had and so that was four nothing. And then they got to the Cup Finals against the defending Cup champs in the Detroit Red Wings. And like that's like you have to go through the champs. Well, and, I mean, you have to remember the year before they had lost to the Red Wings in the cup finals yep. as well. And I just think that this was this this is special stuff. Yep. And they get the game seven, you know, four three win over them. Um, you know, that memorable moment with Mark Andre Fleury coming across his crease at the end of game seven to stop Nick Lidstrom. Uh, the bodyguard save, they call it. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I just think special stuff. Yep. That, that team was just those guys at their best. It was, it was their best players at their best, just better than everybody else. That more than anything else, it was like, watch a couple of, watch some superstars elevate everybody and do something (laughs) awesome. So that's my pick. All right. 
I actually like my pick better than that pick. I'm okay with AJ taking the Penguins there. Uh, I am going in my second round pick with the 0-9-10 Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, I couldn't take them. You wouldn't do it? I just... I had now, that, now that we're hearing about all these different things coming I, out that happened on that team, I just I wanted, hear to you. Stay, I wanted to stay away from it. I understand what you're saying. Um, I'm trying to separate the art from the artist a little bit here. The on-ice stuff, that team was insanely good. Uh, yep. Obviously, Taze and Kane at the top, but they still had, uh, it maybe not his prime, but extremely effective Patrick Sarp. Same for Marion Hosa, finally getting his first cup with this team after coming oh so close with those Pittsburgh and Detroit teams the last couple of years. Uh, and then down the line, you still have a, a very effective Brian Campbell alongside Seabrook, uh, Duncan Keith, obviously at the top of that list for their defensemen. And even, even Yalmerson was there as well. So the na- the names on that team were about to be shot into the stratosphere. You even had Dustin Bufflin playing forward for that team. So <laughs> it was a, it was a pretty darn stacked Chicago team coming into that playoffs. Um, and then they, they ended up beating Philly four, two in the finals. It, the playoffs themselves weren't actually that interesting for that team, but like the worst uh, series clutching goal ever. Yeah, no one even knew it went in the net. Yeah, <laughs> Kane like, is just like, yoloing off celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Kane, the only guy on earth who knows what's going on, and it was just like, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, the little was anticlimactic. He like, he was like but... pointing, pointing at the net, and like, yep. Nothing was going on. <laughs> well, then his gear starts flying everywhere, and he's skating all the way down the ice, and his teammates are, like, slowly coming off the bench, it, like, yeah, we won! We win, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it's but, too bad, the Blackhawks, because, like, their media push that year was great, too. With uh, they, <laughs> they had this, like, whole thing about the playoff beards, because, you know, obviously everyone was so young, they couldn't even really grow them, so... <laughs> yeah. They had like these fake ZZ Top playoff beards that they'd come out with. <laughs> but yeah, that team was extremely, extremely good. Uh, yeah. The start of their dynasty, essentially. So yep. that's my first pick. Uh, my next pick was going to be one of the Penguins teams. So I ended up Suck a little, uh, a little body <laughs> there, but. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit different with this pick and take the following year, the 2010-2011 uh, Boston Bruins. Um, that is a team that, despite this being their only cup of this this time frame, has always, always, always flirted with the with the cup, and and you see that they've held together so much of their core for all of this time because this Stanley Cup winning team, it had Bergeron, it had Marchand, it had Krejci, which who I guess is gone now. At the time, it had a Milan Lucic that was still extremely effective in the league. It still had Chara. Um, Also had Tim Thomas, which is a whole nother conversation entirely. (laughs) But that was a very, very good Boston team. The weirdest career arc of anybody ever. Uh, he's a weird dude, period. His, yeah, I mean, just getting away from his off-ice stuff, but, like, 
he played his best hockey in like his mid thirties. Yeah, like like yeah. was not in the NHL, just wasn't in the league, and then like shows up, gets a gig, and then is like, oh hey, by the way, I'm the best goalie in the league for the next five years. Out of nowhere. Well, he played that super unorthodox style too. Like it was not, it was borderline stand-up goalie in the late two thousands. Like, it was so chaotic. <laughs> it was. He now, just, resides, he now resides in uh, Colorado Springs. You guys know that. Living the dream down there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's from Colorado. Yeah. Wow, I forgot that Blake Wheeler was on that team. Baby Blake Wheeler. Yeah, very, very young. Sagan, too, who they ultimately end up trading him. But Yeah. All right. So, our first non-cup team. Yep. Um, all right. Well, to, to, to make a hypocrite out of myself here, uh, I am taking a Blackhawks team. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I am taking the 2012-2013 Blackhawks. The lockout-shortened season Blackhawks. The ones who you remember started the season uh, with all the regulation games. Yep. And their first regulation loss of the year was a 6-2 thumping at Pepsi Center. I was there. Yeah. I was at Brooklyn's because... Uh, I went with a huge group of people, and we couldn't get tickets for all of us, and so it wasn't all of us or none of us, and so we said none of us, and we went to Brooklyn's as a huge group and watched <laughs> watched the game from Brooklyn's. It was fun. Yeah, I I had a guy from Chicago try to fight me for a hot second, and then realized the mistake. So my my sister had taken me to the game as a birthday present and we were there and she loves Landis Cog and he had scored a really nice goal and he got up or she got up and was clapping and the guy behind us basically told her to sit down B word right and like was yelling at her so I just stood up and then he got up and then he just sat back down and his friends were like oh aren't you gonna fight this guy because <laughs> he was in the row above me and he was still a good six inches shorter than me and he was a tiny guy <laughs> Uh, later on, he like apologized, bought us beers. It was awesome. <laughs> Worked out pretty well in the end, I guess. Then. But I've never been heckled so much at a home game either. Like that was that you know they were winning yeah. so many games. Yeah. Like they were bussing people around. Like coming from Chicago, I was like walking out of the stadium. A guy on a bus was just like just chirping us for no reason, like because they lost, right? And he's like, "Have fun at your track homes. This place sucks." And I was like, "Aren't you guys from Chicago?" <laughs> I mean, yeah, that in that era, they would some games it would be eighty percent Chicago fans in what was then the, yeah. the Pepsi Center. So, yep, <clears throat> that was the team. Uh, they started twenty-one zero and three in a forty-eight game season. Yep. <laughs> um, so pretty hard to cough that up. Uh, they were making the playoffs after that, uh, but they they also they had winning streaks of six. 11 and 7 in a 48 game regular season. They went 36 7 and 5. <laughs> That's pretty ridiculous. All of this just to say they were un they were unbelievable. Yeah, that's pushing yeah. 
that's pushing the lightning's numbers there. Yeah, they're they actually have um it, they actually have the highest points percentage of any team in the regular season since the lockout. So that team is just stacked. Like I forgot like looking at it. Yeah, it's well, and then and then their playoff route. You know, they dispatched Minnesota pretty handily, and then they were down three-one to Detroit, and climbed all the way back, won that series, and then pretty handily won uh, the conference finals against LA, four-one, uh, and then a great finals against Boston. Yeah. You love that arc when teams are throwing out and they they just come back. Uh, I mean, so I, I, it's it's easy to, right? Like it's yeah. it's easy to be like, oh well. I mean, you very rarely do you see a team like the nineteen twenty Lightning where they're just like, well, we're just gonna march to the cup and that's that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at some point in the postseason, you usually get punched in the mouth, yeah. uh, and you got to come back from it. And and I. This was this was a Chicago team that didn't really get punched in the mouth all regular season. Again, just 48 games, but um, down 3-1 against Detroit. And you remember, the, the, those those teams hated each other. Yeah. And they climbed all the way back. And, yeah, uh, as, as Rudo said, separating art from artist here. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right, Blaze, finish off the third round here for us. Oh, well, speaking of arcs that are down and out and then coming back to win the whole enchilada, I'm going to go uh, with the 19 Blues. So, 18, 19 Boo. Blues. Blaze is not winning this draft. Why? Why? Because they're in they're in our division? Like, think about, like, how awesome that was for their, their fan base, right? And the oh, team itself. For the fan base, couldn't be happier. That team is not very good. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for it being the Blues, its story and the whole play Gloria thing probably would have been a lot more fun for me. <laughs> but as it as it was, it was it was like crawling through a field of broken glass. Yeah, but like a team halfway through the year is dead last in the league. Like most very vindicating like, for me at the time, yeah. who had talked a lot yeah, of shit oh, about I, them. Hey, tr- trust me, I have buddies that are, like, huge Blues fans, so I was, like, giving it to them. It, it did not end well. But, like, yeah, crazy. Like, when you're done and out, like, most of those teams just pack up. or like, okay, next year, we're coming next year. They get a rookie goalie that starts halfway through the year and goes on a huge winning streak. After I, believe, I believe he was their fifth string goaltender, fourth yeah. string goaltender. Yeah. They had tried Huso, and then they tried somebody else. No, they hadn't tried Huso. Because Huso's I NHL Huso a couple games. Well, mm, Billy Huso's NHL debut was uh, the eight to one beatdown in Game Two, of the eight to nothing beatdown in Game Two of this last season. <laughs> that, that, that poor kid. <laughs> no, that was um, they had Jake Allen, and Jake Allen did not do very well, and they had Chad Johnson as their backup, and Chad Johnson was like. He'd been like a 900 goaltender for a, a couple of years, yeah. and then the other, the that other, was there was it was Huso got hurt. Okay, and yeah. that was why he couldn't get the get the call up. And they then Bennington was Bennington. the next yeah. guy that they had, and like for 
this is this is why it's you just don't know what the hell is going on with goaltenders because <laughs> this was a team that looked at its own guy who had more information on its own draft pick than anybody else, and it was like, yeah, this is our fourth guy. Yeah, well, and, and he I won them a Stanley Cup. That's I you think know? what's going to cost Blaze with this pick is we've had the last two years of Jordan Bennington for everyone to go oh. Yeah, that was, that was not Jordan Bennington at all in those playoffs, was it? <laughs> it's not <laughs> who he like really coming is. In like halfway through the season, I think his his first game was a shutout as well. Like you know, it was just like destined to be, and then they, yeah, that, they went on some good rolls there at the halfway point. I mean, no doubt he was unbelievably on fire. He got heart votes. <laughs> yeah, they went thirty ten and five for the second half of the season. That's wild. Yeah, his goaltend, his actually, like, his play in the postseason was uh, good. All right. We talk about it like it was insane, but it was actually, like, it was a good run, but then you start to dig into the numbers a little bit, and it's like, eh. His play during the regular season was unbelievable. It was so goddamn good. All right. Well, if you want to forget about that Blues team as much as I do, Solace Meds has the tools to help you do that. So hit up Solace Meds. They have four locations in Colorado, one up in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one in Denver off Broadway, and one just a couple blocks from the DNVR bar as well. You get 20% off anytime you use the DNVR20 code, and they also have various in-store deals that you can look at ranging from 15 to 25 percent off i prefer to just use the code online at solacemeds.com s-o-l-a-c-e meds.com get my stuff checked out for pickup drive by pick up what i need and get out of there quick and easy with the cannabis products that i want so super easy check out solace meds and then order yourself some hassle cattle company as well get yourself some delicious meat can't go wrong as long as you don't do it well done all right don't do your meat well done. That's all I'm saying. But Ugh. hassle cattle. Every, every time you go out with somebody and, like, they order a steak or a burger, and they're like, how would you like that cooked? It's always, like, judgment time. Yep. Like, <laughs> all right. That, What's the answer to this? Is it well done? Are you a monster? Is this friendship about to end? That uh, scene from King of the Hill where Bobby asks Hank what to do if their neighbors ask for their steak well done, and Hank just goes... You ask them calmly but firmly to leave. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife and her family are well done people. It's, oh it's no! Unreal. Like the first oh, time I went no. there, I was just like, we had steaks, and I was like, what? What is this? Like this is destroyed. <laughs> and like they would tease me about it, like I was the weirdo, like, right? Like. <laughs> Like, they're like, oh, what? So you just want us to, like, do you want us to serve it to you now? Like, it hasn't been cooked. And I was like, well, that's yeah, kind of. the crap out of it. <laughs> so use that DNVR10 code to get 10% off with Hassle Cattle Company. Get your delicious meats. Don't overcook them. Uh, and then go on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that DNVR code when you sign up for a new account right now. You can get $200. For betting $1. You don't even have to win the bet. And they will give you $200 when you bet a dollar on any of the upcoming uh, college football opening weekend stuff on uh, the first weekend of September, I believe. Get on that. You have to use the DNVR code for a new account. And then you have $200 to play with. I don't care what you bet the $200 on. You can bet that on anything from hockey, baseball, football, basketball, table tennis, cycling, esports. 
whatever you're feeling. Spend that how you want to think you can make the most amount of money out of DraftKings. So jump on it today. Download their DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's the best sportsbook app out there. They also, I, I saw their, uh, they were just released their new marketplace too, uh, where where you can uh, trade NFTs, stuff like that. So if uh, if Bitcoin and cryptos are, are your kind of thing, DraftKings even has you covered on that end of stuff as well. <laughs> AJ shaking his head at that one. <laughs> just, just un- an unrelated thing. I so. know. Uh, I know. Mm-hmm. D line and Blaze have have developed a few, at least one images one for some NFTs. NFT. Yeah, it's called it's called Crypto Poop. If you're you know if you want to go look for it, go look for it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. For your DraftKings Sportsbook specials, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Let's get into the third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Apparently, the cryptos are available on OpenSea, according to our producer, Kale. So. Yep. That blaze finish off your fourth round here oh this this one's so hard because like all we basically had all the same picks so like my list is gone now um you know what i mean so like this is kind of a toss-up i was gonna say what was it like the uh 14 kings but i'm gonna go with the the 21 tampa bay lightning because they were a juggernaut just rolled through everybody i mean everyone's it's fresh in the mind whoa whoa Rolled through everybody. Yeah. They had a they had a one nothing game seven win against the Islanders. Sir. <laughs> rolled through everybody. Oh, 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 they rolled through them. <laughs> Just take it that, down a notch, by, big by shifter. Way, <laughs> that was a great series. Yeah, it um, was. So, it was it was fun to watch. I, AJ, you know, I would have rather had the Islanders win that one, but uh, you know, I mean. It it was an interesting juxtaposition, I guess, because the 1920 year was Tampa. Everyone wondering, can they finally get over the hump? And then immediately yeah. in 2021, it was all right. They're the they're the team everyone's gunning for now. They're the big dogs. Well, and, and they, then you throw in the LTIR nonsense, and yeah, it just <laughs> they became <laughs> hockey's villain really fast. Easy to hate for sure. Which is awesome that they just leaned into it too, like making those shirts. Like they, yeah. they don't care. Like it's like cool. They're gonna just troll everybody now. For that <laughs> That's exactly guy. what you should do. Yeah, yeah, we've seen we've seen being apologetic for your crimes is not the way to go about it denying them that they ever happened and then making fun of the the people who don't like you that's that's what works i don't know why that is but that's what works they made for a very boring stanley cup though as well that sucked so yeah i I blame montreal i i (laughs) sat through it i blame vegas they shit the bed true it should have been been tampa bay and vegas and it should have been interesting that's fair so all right, now I have a I have a very difficult moral quandary <laughs> because there's a there's there's an obvious team. I don't want to pick another Stanley Cup team. I don't really like any of the other Stanley Cup teams that much. I yeah, want to pick. A, I want to pick. Yeah. 
do I hate myself that much? <laughs> Ten years ago, yeah. This would have been all Red Wings teams. Um, <clears throat> I want to pick. I want to pick a great regular season team. Um, I want to pick an Islanders team because oh, they've been really go. fun lately. <laughs> Instead, for my last pick, I'm going to pick the team that I've had the most fun watching in the last several years of just being a hockey fan in general. So I'm taking the 2021 apps. Nice. They were yeah. great, and I loved watching them every day. I flirted with taking them, too. And, off, and you know, I really... They were they were a ton of fun to watch and I I will always I will always love this last year's team just just how much I enjoyed watching them every day a little bit differently. They were just they were a lot of fun. They were so talented top to bottom. Um the their flame out in the second round is always going to hurt a little more because it was such a disappointment. And it was the the fall from grace was immediate. They lost four straight games after going up two zero in that series. You know, you win your first six playoff games and then lose four in a row. They hadn't <laughs> lost three games in a row yet that year, I believe, or maybe one. They had the. It was coming off the COVID break. It was their only three yeah. game losing streak. They hadn't lost yeah. four. They'd never lost four in a row. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and especially after that Blues series, he's not there. Just gonna well and and roll. To be honest, the way that it happened, like it, it gets overstated. Oh, Vegas just rolled the abs, and it, it's like that's not how it. Like Vegas dominated a couple of games in the middle. The abs dominated game one, obviously, but game five, Colorado, Colorado outplayed oh. Vegas in Denver. They outplayed them, and they got goaltendered. And I, this is my personal personal opinion here. But I think that's a big reason why Phil Grubauer is in Seattle right now. Well, I, I, to your original point, even in Game 3 where Vegas dominated the game, the Avs had a lead with six minutes left in that hockey game. Yep. And they blew it, obviously. But for don't trust the revisionist history of how that series went down. That's all I'll say. Yeah. The Oh, the Avs got dominated in that series is a load of horse shit. <laughs> okay um yeah anyway I, they were my pick they were my pick because i loved watching them every day and i wish i could have been in the locker room to chat with those guys i agree would have been would have been very nice i have the last pick in this draft and i'm going to pick a team that i do not like but they were very 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 good and that is the 0607 anaheim ducks um, that team, first of all, at the top of it, had Team Mussolini finally getting his cup. Uh, and then down the line, a bunch of crazy good players. Scott Niedermeyer on defense. A, a 21-year-old Ryan Getzlav and Corey Perry. Uh, that team had a, a lot of talent on it, especially on the top end. So it's it's hard it's to still, argue with. It's still crazy to me that like that was it for them. Yeah, that that was all they got. The Getzlaff Perry Ducks, they get talked about and like mythologized in such a way. But it's like without Niedermeyer and Sonny, they never did a damn thing. Yep. Oh yeah, they had Chris Pronger too, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh and then Jaguar and Net. But yeah, that team had a lot 
of go a lot of things going for it. We'll put it that way. Um, they were in in a lot of ways. It really felt like they were one of the the last guard of the dead puck era to finally like. And I say that, and Solani had like ninety five points <laughs> that year, but <laughs> but they had that a bunch of big dudes who kind of ran around and and started shit kind of mantra to the way that they played hockey and you haven't really seen the team i guess maybe the kings would be the closest yeah. thing to that after them brian burke in the corner furiously masturbating to their success <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah but kind of one that stood out as a little bit different in the post lockout era to me and 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 obviously Everyone loves to hate Getzlav and Perry and, and even Pronger, but those dudes were unbelievably talented hockey players as well. Pronger, I mean, Pronger was just success stalked him. Yep. That that season two, they went on some large win streaks throughout the year as well, like some big win streaks. I remember that. Yeah, that's uh, I again it. To, to AJ's point, it felt like a team that should have won a whole lot more than they did. They but. had like four different five-game winning streaks that year. Yep. Jesus. That was right off the rebrand, too, which was awful, by the way. Agreed. Still, Dude, still so bad. Yeah. Just corporate. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, they won a cup, so yeah. maybe it wasn't so bad in the end. Um, yeah. I, that's all I got. Any any final thoughts? Any honorable mentions that didn't make this list for you guys? Yeah, the eighteen nineteen lightning. I totally expected them <laughs> to get picked. Yeah. I genuinely thought I was not going to have to pick between them and this year's this year's Avalanche game. I thought they'd be gone, but instead we have like the fucking Bruins and the Blues getting taken. Like what in the world? I am that that was that was an unbelievable team. Uh, that eighteen nineteen lightning. They were awesome. And again, like it was a it was a great player at the height of his powers doing something awesome. And then, you know, again, part of the like we talk, oh, they got swept, but you remember like they like Victor Hedman was seriously compromised in that series. He was he was like a game time decision all four games and was clearly at like thirty percent capacity in the in those games. And it was just, you know, that was a that combined with like, do you guys remember the lineup that that Columbus team rolled out? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, like that that Blue Jackets team might have like snuck into the postseason with a ninety-eight point year. <laughs> well, they went all the way in at the deadline too. So yeah, it wasn't yeah. but like. Like that team in the postseason, they had Artemi Panarin, Matt Duchesne, and then obviously all their, you know, PLD and Josh Anderson and all their cats. And like Bobrovsky was still good before he had just decided he was done trying. Like Ryan Dezingle as was was a quality depth guy when he got when he got picked up. Um, Bjorkstrand was, was in Wierenski and Jones, Atkinson. Like, those guys were all still, like, the good versions of themselves. Yeah. You know, like, David Savard was, like, just just a guy on that defense. Like, just, I, I just, ah, that team was so good by the end of the year. 
uh, that it like we talk about it like oh well then they got swept by Columbus nah and then you go look at that Columbus team and like, yeah. the Columbus team was super talented. I had them written down the blue nineteen Blue Jackets, but it's it's hard to when they don't win the cup to be like yeah they're gonna make that list. Yeah, I went with the true Homer pick, and it's funny because somebody will see that and be like, "Classic AJ." He runs the <laughs> "I Love the uh, the Avalanche" Facebook I page. I don't, yeah. I'm feeling a little bit salty that you got mad about my Canada pick. Now that you're taking the Homer pick in this draft, yeah, and and really, and and it's not it. It was entirely about I just loved watching that team play. Yeah, that's all it was. And in the in the last round of this draft. I'm happy taking it. It was either them or it was the uh, 2021 Islanders because that team, their playoff run was so much fun. Everybody hated them. Everybody was like, oh, who wants to watch an Isles game? And it was like team fans of people who like to watch their team fucking win games. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, and I think, and I, the Isles would have totally smoked the Habs in there. In the cup finals. I, I think just about anyone that wasn't Vegas would have smoked the heads of the finals from not the yeah. Canadian division. I, I liked I like Z's theory that she gave me this morning that Vegas was just tired from the F series. I hadn't thought about it, but I was like, I'll take that. <laughs> that was their Stanley Cup. I do I do have more thoughts on that series, but I just need to maybe move for away another from day. That. Yeah. I just need to move away from it. <laughs> All right. I guess that's going to wrap it up for this snake draft. So thank you everyone for watching, listening, however you consume the pod. I think we have one more. I don't know if it'll be a snake draft or some fun show coming for you on Wednesday. Uh, should be, it should be fun. And then we're actually back to, to live shows on Thursday and Friday. So looking forward to uh, seeing you all live, but I hope chat was popping for this one as well. We are out of here. Be sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That does a ton for us, especially with these videos. When on a very rare occasion we don't do a live show, it'll keep you up to date. But we will talk to you all at least sort of tomorrow.